Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up, what's up, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Gratefully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling, episode 162. And we are going to get into this conversation today, talking, of course, about loss. But specifically, this was a question that I was looking at online. I've been just Googling a lot lately. I don't know. Googling what's a good quote for today and stuff like that, just to kind of get my mind in the right place. So I figured I would just kind of look at some different topics about grief because I don't want to be redundant and I want to bring a different flair. So I thought this was really interesting. What are five truths about loss and grief? So this is a couple of quick bullet points here and then we'll dig deep a little bit on those. One, it can become difficult to relate to your friends. That one. Yeah, we're going to touch on some of the ones that hit home for me and and hopefully You can relate so that it's beneficial to you as well. Comforting words become bland background noise. We touched on that a couple episodes ago. You might feel nothing or suddenly everything. Whew, that's that one right there. When you think you're on your feet, grief can hit again. And then this one is really a bring it home. You don't even know what Back to normal is. Wow. I know somebody is sitting there saying you are preaching to the choir. You can definitely feel this. You can most certainly relate. There were so many of them. Pretty much all five that we talked about here can definitely penetrate into my heart, into my experience and journey. And I'm sure that it can for you as well. The one that I think that people don't really talk about and it could be could feel uncomfortable. So it's it's not really sure. But. It becomes difficult to relate to your friends. I think for that one, there's some arms to it as well, like some extensions to it. So I think also it can become more difficult if your friends still have that person in their life. For example, if you say lost a husband and your friend's still married, that could be a difficult challenge for you to deal with. And it could be harder to relate. If your friends still have their parent and you lost yours, that could be hard as well. Same thing if they lost, if you lost your child and they still have theirs. Sometimes I think we don't realize what our commonalities are with our friendships and what becomes the core. And when we lose something that is a connection that we have with other people, that also becomes hard or difficult to deal with. Sometimes that resentment forms, even though you don't necessarily want to feel that way towards anyone, but that resentment can definitely form I don't want to say secretly, but maybe that's a way to kind of put it where it's more so like I, I'm i envious to an extent that I can't have those memories and those moments and I feel robbed. And so seeing other people still experiencing those relationships can be hard to watch. It can. And don't put too much pressure on yourself. If that's where you are, the thing I would advocate for and encourage you to do is to try to get to a place where maybe you could comfortably express that to your friends. So hey, I would love to have come over your house, but it is still a little bit hard for me to see you and whomever together just because it makes me feel a little bit sad about losing my person. Those are hard conversations, but I think the more we can communicate 
And the more we can have these outward discussions, it allows us the better opportunity to maybe reconnect where we don't feel so unrelatable to these friends and in these friendships. I don't want to touch too much on a comforting words become bland background noise. I've talked about that a lot. I spoke about it a couple episodes ago when the woman at the funeral was trying to comfort me, but I wasn't ready to hear those comforting words. So it was more so just like background noise, exactly how it is said. Right intention, wrong time. So we'll sum that up to there. But this one right here is one that I'm personally going through right now. You might feel nothing or suddenly everything. And let me let me back up. So I don't ever really not feel anything. I think there's times where I'm not letting my mind actually focus on this. So I'm not feeling. But I know there have been people who have told me that they haven't been able to really feel their feelings. They haven't been able to really feel the pain. And then all of a sudden you can just maybe feel everything. Or you could go for a very, very long time. I'm talking years. There's people who haven't shed tears over loss of loved ones. In a long time, if ever. And then you might get to a point where that actually changes in that particular season or time. I think it can be triggered by something, just an onset where it's like, hey, I was fine. And then now this particular song came on and the floodgates are open. I want you to know that that's not abnormal. A lot of us just don't know how to process our feelings. And so, My therapist said to me before, how we do life is how we do loss. And again, just speaking from my experience, I feel I find that to be very similar. So if I'm a person who in life, I don't really go out and seek resources. I don't try to find other avenues that can help me. I'm not very solution driven. I'm more of a sitting in my problem and maybe wait for someone else to help me or guide me and lead me in a different direction. Then in my loss, I probably more or less would be the same way. So It's okay if you don't feel anything because I've said this before, denial has a grace to it. And sometimes we can attribute the feeling nothing to the not being able to accept, comprehend, or process the fact that some people have died. I think there is a real thing. I think there is a dissociation that can come and just a complete level and depth to disbelief that can really make you feel nothing because you just you just can't really connect with that feeling and the devastation at times can become so deep. Imagine it, it just like when it talks about the next bullet point, when you think you're on your feet, grief can hit again. So a lot of that feeling, nothing could have to do with that part of it too. It's like, I've felt, I felt, I felt, but I'm now numb. I'm numb because the pain has come just in a massive way. And so consecutive to, consecutively that it's like, no, I don't feel anything. I can't feel this anymore. And maybe sometimes the feeling that we feel isn't necessarily what we would consider emotional. Cause I don't know if, if we categorize anger or being angry in the category of emotions and being in touch with them or expressing them. But sometimes that's the only thing that we can feel. We don't really feel the sadness and what the textbook person who's grieving looks like where in the place of that could be that anger That anger could be just there brewing and just like simmering and just that's the only thing we can be in touch with. So it's harder. And I do think that in that feel nothing phase, it does become more challenging and complicated for other people to support us because we aren't really showing any level of expression. I also wonder, I'm just going out here, I'm following my thoughts, flowing with it. 
if the fact that we feel nothing or we present as feeling nothing is safe, it's safer. It keeps people out. It doesn't really spark conversation because if I don't really look sad, if I'm not presenting as sad, then maybe the woe is me party won't happen. Maybe people aren't reaching out and, and trying to just coerce me to talk and have these conversations. And then also, if I peel back that onion, if I take time to look around that corner and see what those feelings could possibly be, that could be terrifying. That could absolutely be terrifying. And so going back into the one that the, the bullet point here for when you think you are on your feet and grief can hit again. It has been in three year increments for me that I've had some pretty devastating blows when it comes to loss of loved ones. And so it's like you you feel like and I saw I saw Kamaya I'm sending love out to Kamaya Chapman. She was on a show many maybe over a year or so ago now and she lost her mother, Precious Harris. And then most recently she lost her grandmother. And she was saying, she put on her Instagram story, just when I was starting to feel okay. So after a few years of just starting to feel okay, after losing her mother and losing a child, now she loses her grandmother. So it's like, it just knocks the wind out of your cells. Like, man, I just stood up. I just got on my two feet and now here comes this loss. It is hard. It is so hard. And it, and it becomes... I don't want to say like anticipation, but kind of. And we talked about that, too, not too long ago, where you're starting to foresee that I'm going to have to go through this again for as long as I live. And so it's like once I'm starting to feel good, it could be like, well, what is the point? What is the point of trying to even making the attempt to feel better, to work through this process, to want to get to the other side when I know that at any time? Something can just come back and take that out, take that away from me. I could lose someone else and just be back to to ground zero and devastation all over again. I think dealing with loss and grieving is so different and unique in that way because the reason why we're having to feel this way and what we're going through a lot of times is so unpredictable that we truthfully don't know. And everything that's going on in the world right now is so many senseless killings, so many things. It's just it's unbelievable at this time. And the way that people are passing away is like, whoa, at an alarming rate. I just heard of someone else that I, I, I didn't. So she was a friend of my friends and I, and I grew up with them as well in the area. But she's younger than I am. And she unfortunately passed away. Her name is Nisha and her sister Tori. God sending so much prayer out to them and their family. And you may have heard this story if you're in the area, but she was working as an EMT. And another EMT driver, he was a personal, personal ambulance came to the scene and did not put the truck in park, I believe, I guess, because it started to roll and then they hopped in to try to stop it from rolling, but accelerated and it ended up crushing her. She was at a job to help people, a serving profession. And this is the day that she just gets crushed between two, two trucks. 30, I think 31. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote her age, but that's tough. That's tough. That's a hard one to, to this is a hard one to add up for it to make sense here. Similar to my friend, 31 years old. Crash, single car crash. It's it's like this is this thing is precious. This thing, this life that we have, this gift, this opportunity today, today is so dope because we don't know if we'll get it again. And just seeing these losses, PNB Rock, just now 30 years old, 
a rapper, artist from Philadelphia, if you don't know who he is, out in L.A., a robbery attempt, going completely left. He's shot. He's, he's dead. 30 years old. So all the three people that I just spoke about didn't even make it to 35 years old. So again, it's, it's, it's when you think you're back on your feet. Grief can strike again. It can hit again. And it can hit so differently. Just because you've been through something similar doesn't mean you're going to be able to navigate this or process it. It is. It's a very difficult thing. I find myself just eating and I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe Shanira died. Like, just just randomly out of nowhere. It's just like, wow, I, I, man, geez, I, I can't believe that. My friend Moet's birthday is coming up. I'm like, man, man, that's been a long time. She passed away in 2013. We're in 2022. That's a long time. That's nine years. That's nine, nine times. Nine. That is, that is, man. So things like that just come. She was 25 again, not someone else not making it to 35. So these things happen and, and it continues to happen. So we talk about these five truths of loss and grief. This one right here is the one that will just kind of wrap up things in terms of this. This right here, excuse me, what was meant to wrap up these five points was you don't even know what back to normal is. Now that right there, I could truly park in because we talk about wanting to feel better. We want to feel better. We want to feel good. And I think with that, it's like, for me, it used to be, I want to feel how I used to feel before I experienced all of these losses. So wanting to feel how I used to feel before I experienced all of these losses to me used to be defined as normal. That's what back to normal would mean. It would mean though, but, but in order for me to get to those feelings, I had to realize that would mean that those people would have to be alive. Because for me, normal is 401 Fairview Avenue. That is my grandmother's house. Like being able to go there, being able to eat dinner there, being able to call her, being able to lay on her couch, being able to see my dad, talk to my dad, call my dad, hear, hey, princess. Like these are things that would, for me, constitute normal. And you can think about this for yourself. So when I used to say I want to feel better, I want to feel better, I meant to say I want to feel how my life used to be before I lost these people. And so when I was able to get to a point where I could pivot from desiring to feel that exact way, to feel how I used to feel when that part of my life existed, that part of my life doesn't exist. The way that my family interacted at those times and, and how things are now, it's just so different. And so when you want to reach back when I wanted to, it was to that. But what I had to get to the point to do was to, to say, hey, What's a happy medium? And, and for me, a happy medium has become a new normal. What have been some new normals to get back to? And so the thing is, at some point, your current new normal will maybe become a place you want to get back to. If that makes sense. So right now, any new normals you've been able to create, any new holiday traditions, any new places you go, any new gathering places for your family, whatever it is, at some point, there's something that's going to come through and rock that. It's going to rock that world. That's going to change and shift. And so then that might become a this time right now will become a desired place to get back to. So that's, that tells me a couple of things. One, we have to enjoy where we are. We have to enjoy where we are. And two, we have to be inventive. We have to be creative in our healing journey because it's going to require that much. 
if we keep desiring to get back to a normal, we, we it's like, what is normal? What is normal anymore? And then sometimes the normal that we want to get back to, was it even really that healthy? This is not even just speaking about loss of loved ones. This is just in general. Sometimes I think when people go through breakups, sometimes I hear this and people are so sad. And I'm like, you know, that was a bad relationship. It was like super toxic, like just not good. But that's what you're familiar with. So I don't I don't know from definition standpoint, the differences between normal and familiarity. But I would be curious to look at that and see, because I feel like sometimes what we deem normal is just what we are familiar with. And sometimes what we consider normal isn't healthy. But I know in my circumstances, just really wanting to get back to that that family feeling, it's a void. It's a void. So even though I've tried to step outside the box and, and make new things to to do and new family traditions and new stuff to experience, the void is still is still there. So I want to be clear on that. When I'm encouraging you to create new normals in your life, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to develop something that's going to fill the void of those losses because I just don't think that that's true. Listen, the people that you're grieving, the people who you're mourning and who you're devastated and who you've had to lose, I will argue if you're if you're sad and if you're if you're been feeling brokenhearted and if you're down and if you're grieving these losses and you are striving for a new normal and trying to find your way back, then I would say that these people meant something to you. They meant a great deal and they had an imprint on your life. The people that I have, they were big people, big personalities. So any new, we're going to go here for this holiday instead, or I'm going to do this instead, or we're going to create this new normal, it can never, ever fill these losses it could not it's just not possible for it to replace it cannot replace but what it can do is to maybe refuel refuel you put a little bit of more of a charge in your battery to say okay it doesn't look like how I wanted to but this this might do this might help me versus just saying like whatever life's done and I'm never going to get back to normal because it is true that grief will strike again it is true that you may not be able to relate to your family and friends like you used to. It is it is true that some of those comforting words become background noise. All of these points that they talked about here in these five bullet points are very true. Everybody may not experience every part. It is true that you may feel nothing but then feel absolutely everything. All of those are facts. All of those are facts. But what I always try to remind you is that while all those things are true, if you're listening to this show, if you if you're hearing this, then you're still going. You're still moving. You're still on the journey. And even though it doesn't feel like it, slow progress is still progress. If you picked your head up, if you decided to seek out this episode or you got an alert on your phone and you tuned into it or you're just listening in for some help or whatever the case is, then you still have a chance. Then you're still then you are stronger than you think Then you should be proud of yourself because everything I talked about is hard. Sometimes when we don't relate to family and friends anymore, you know how easy it is for isolation to come for disassociation to come for you to just turn off everything and not turn back. But I, I don't think you're doing that fully if you're listening to this show. So definitely shout out to you for that. It's super important for us to realize how difficult this is. And I want to keep striving to bring like different angles each week that we can look at and re-examine and just say, hey, how can I get, get better from here? 
How have I already done so? I challenge you. Since we talked about five points here, about the five truths about loss and grieving, then I want you to jot down, if you can, five wins that you've had since those losses. Five things that if, if you said prior to these people passing away, if this person in my life, if X person died, I wouldn't be able to do X, Y, Z, five things, but you accomplished them. And it could be anything, anything. Because I know when I, when I used to say, man, when my grandma passed away, I'm not. Life for me is, it's, it's like, it just won't even feel like there's a purpose to it. It just won't even feel like there's a point. Like it would be so uncomfortable to live and exist in a world where she doesn't. It, it just wouldn't be possible. But then there's things that I could jot down that I've been able to accomplish and do that I didn't think I would. And some of those things are tough. It's a, it's a hard thing to go through certain milestones in your life and not have those people there. So there might be something you did. Maybe you, you got another job. Maybe you moved. Maybe you changed your hair. Maybe you went on a vacation that you, that you didn't think you could do. Like, I want us to, to celebrate our wins. Let's celebrate five wins. Do that for yourself. And then whenever you're feeling down on yourself and you want to beat yourself up and you want to say, hey, I'm not able to get through this. This is so hard. You're going to pull that paper out and be like, wow, I already, I already won in these five areas. I tackled these five things. I can do it. I can do it. And you can encourage somebody else as well. And that's facts. I think that there's something I said, too, that what if there are some people who wouldn't survive their storm unless you showed up? You getting through, you don't know how many people you're encouraging, even if that's just your children. I don't say just, but like I'm talking about your personal, if it's your family, if it's your children, if it's your friends. I'm sure there's somebody else that's like, wow, I admire that person's strength. And, and listen, listen, let me let me just say this, too. Strength is strength isn't always what we think. It doesn't look like the person that doesn't cry. It's like, wow, I, I admire your ability to just cry. You're so strong to become vulnerable. Vulnerability is so strong. It's such a strong asset. It's such a strong trait. And you possess that. Look how beautiful you are for that. Like there's people that is probably like, man, and you probably look at yourself in the mirror and can't see any of it. You can't see any of it. Some of us are so angry and pissed that our life was derailed by these losses that we definitely can't see the wins. We're definitely not able to look forward and to see how far we've come. Because we're so blinded by by our, our devastation. Sometimes anger for real can really be blinding. So I pray that you release some of that anger and that you exude more love towards yourself, self-love. Let's have more in the mirror conversations with ourselves. Hey, self, you've been through a lot. Man, it was coming through. It was trying not trying to knock you out. Life was trying to knock you off your block for real. Catch you slipping. And I slipped a little bit. This is what you're saying to yourself in the mirror. I slipped a little bit, but I'm good. I'm good. Chin up. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Right? Because I deserve it. And my loved ones will want me to do that. They don't want me to hang my head and call myself a failure and be so angry that they're not here and so mad because it hurts for sure. And I'm sure if it was vice versa, if they had to live life without you, it would be hard for them as well. But you would want them to enjoy life and to keep going and to try to find out how to navigate this grief journey. And that's what we're doing. We definitely going to keep doing that together and keep Sticking together and fighting on this journey, it's just been so heavy. Life has been so heavy for so many people. And just social media doesn't make it any easier. So make sure you're protecting your mind, 
Protect your thoughts. The rest of this week. Make sure you're doing what you have to do. Be intentional. I've been waking up, like I told you in the beginning of the episode, and I've been just typing in, what's a good quote for today? What's a good quote for today? And I've been sharing it a little bit on my Instagram story, and it's been dope to start the day that way. It's like, what is a, what's a perspective, a positive perspective that I could adopt today, that I can apply to my life today, that will help me and perhaps help the people around me? So maybe try that. I gave you a couple of gems, a couple of nuggets today. I hope you can apply it. Hope you can chew that up and it can help you some way along this journey. If you're listening to the audio, definitely would appreciate it if you left us a review, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I truly appreciate it. If you're watching the video on YouTube, definitely leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. I'm always appreciative of that as well. And guys, as always, you know, I'm posting constantly on Instagram, different quotes, different things like that, short videos and such to help us feel less alone on this journey but you wouldn't be able to check it out if you're not following me so make sure you go and do that now follow me over on instagram at i underscore am underscore jay nicole guys so next time you already know love and light peace